Hey there. Yeah, you. Hey, thank you so much for joining me uh, and my wonderful guest on another episode of the Big Ed Idea Podcast. Um, as you listen, this is episode 25, um, which is really crazy for me to say. Um, started this out basically as a creative outlet during the COVID uh, stuff, and it is super crazy to me that we are already at 25. Um, but tonight, or this morning, uh, whichever you are listening, we have a special guest with us, and actually um, the third guest from the El Paso area. Um, super interested. I've been following this girl for several months now on social media. Um, she is a absolute rock star. Um, I, I can just tell she's one of those people that has that spark that I can just imagine she bebops through the halls every day. Uh, the kids know that when they interact with her, they're going to have a smile on their face by the time they leave, by the time they walk away. Uh, she's probably one of those people that wakes up singing. Um, and, uh, you know, that's that's me. That is totally me. Um, so without further ado, I'm going to welcome my friend, Miss Laura Rizzo, right, who is a high school counselor and motivator at the Silva Health Magnet in El Paso Independent School District in El Paso, Texas. She is a aspiring EDD student with a focus on SEL. She says she is inspired, and this is the coolest part, she's a student of life. So Ms. Rizzo, welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you, thank you, Ryan, for having me. I love that part about waking up singing. I can't sing, but I still wake up singing. Hey, that's okay. If it's just you, nobody no judgment. Cares. That's right. Nobody no judgment. Cares. Hey, um, so I'm super excited to have you on. Thank you so much. It's such an honor. Um, I love it. I'm excited. I, I'm just, you know, ready to give, give my myself, my heart, whatever it is, you know, to to have to help educators out there. Absolutely. Um, so a buddy of ours, uh, Ricky Ramirez, was on, and I want to say, like, uh, he was, like, number three, maybe number four, um, was a great, 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 great guest. Um, so tell me how you know Rick. So I met Rick back a few years ago. Um, we were actually at an AVID conference out in Dallas, Texas, and um, both, you know, I was doing the counselor portion, he was doing the coordinator portion, and we met at the AVID conference, and they said, Rizzo, you need to meet this guy, you know, he's a speaker just like you, one of my friends, and I said, really, like, yeah, he's a lot like you, this and that, as soon as I connected with Ricky, I immediately knew, like, oh, man, like, this is the male version of me, literally, <laughs> this is the male version, both educators, both uh, you know, lovers of, of life, of inspiration, of inspiring kids. So when I made that connection with him, um, you know, I wasn't, I was inspired to do more as the, as a speaker per se, as an educator, yes, but as a speaker more than anything. And then, you know, we, we started the school year and we didn't see each other for about two months, you know, and we, we connected a little bit here and there in social media. But when I ran into him again, I ran into him at church and I said, oh, this, this is God's calling. We're supposed okay. to meet. And once we connected, Ryan, there was, you know, so much that we had in common when it came to really 
wanting to make a difference in kids' lives by connecting with them first above anything else and building that relationship first. And, you know, he reminded me a lot of what I was like in, in my years as, as an educator in the classroom. Right. And I just, you know, I loved it. And that's how I was able to connect with him. I, I highly, highly, uh, you know, respect that guy. He's doing really great things and, and really motivating. Yeah. And, and he's a pretty dang good boxer, too. Yes, that too. <laughs> that we don't have in common. I'm no, not a boxer. <laughs> no. Um, I did. I think I did some boxing when I, I, I did like the P90X workout for, for mm-hmm. quite, a, quite a while, but that's like the only box I've ever done. I did boxing about 10 years ago when I was still in my 20s and, and my asthma. I was like, oh, I just, just <laughs> my asthma, I did not have the cardio for it. Whoops. Much so, respect. So you talked about being in the classroom and I know you've been in the in the, you were in the classroom for a while and now you're at the high school um, as a counselor and you know you've you've been in education for for how long now so this is my 15th year in education oh, right yeah yeah 15th year in education so i am always super interested in how um for lack of a better word how education finds people um i like like you i definitely think education is a calling um education is a passion for most people um, I'm a firm believer that God puts you in particular places at particular points in your life for particular reasons. So I'm super interested in, you know, how did you or how did education find you? Education really did find me. My, what I was inspired to go to school for and study, I had this law enforcement class my senior year that I truly, I mean, just enjoyed to the utmost extreme and we had you know presenters from cb from customs and border protection and police officers and i said oh man this is what i want to do you know i want to be an fbi agent so i went to school and i studied it i studied criminal justice so i received my bachelor's in criminal justice wow cool so at the time back when i graduated with my bachelor's i had applied to um, san antonio police department I applied to the border patrol, you know, I was doing all the applications, but the, the process was, you know, so lengthy. And because the process was so lengthy, I said, man, like, you know, I was, I was in it, you know, fresh out of college, something. you know, fresh out of, fresh out of college kids, you know, I'm mean, like, I've been doing nothing for four years. I got debt. <laughs> yes, I have debt to pay. And, and no, you know, I just, I, I just saw that the process was so lengthy. I, I didn't, you know, I didn't make it through long story short to San Antonio PD, but I did to Austin PD. But as a backup plan, I went and I I did an alternative certification in Houston. And it just so happens that they did for us in that one week, uh, you know, um, a diff- like a fair, like a teacher fair. And sure. I interviewed, you know, I, I put my name down for a few districts. Um, and one of them called me when I got into Austin PD Academy. I was already wow. going to start the Austin PD Academy. And they called me and said, hey, we need a Spanish teacher. This is Pearland Independent School District, 99% white. So they're looking for Hispanics. And they interviewed me over the phone. This is back when, you know, Zoom wasn't even existent. Right. And back in 2006, and they interviewed me over the phone and they said, we want you. We want you to start now. And I made the transition. It, so education did find me education found me and I said you know what I'm, I'm ready to begin something let me begin something and I was I had been so inspired in working every summer with extreme youth leadership with these which is the organization that I've given my life to for 20 years because it saved me as a teenager which I'll get into later and 
So I was so used to working with youth and teaching youth and inspiring youth and, and sharing my personal testimony about how I had to learn self-love. And I said, I've already been working with kids for this long. Let me try it out. Yeah. I stayed yeah. 14, 15 years later, here I am. And, um, you know, I taught and I coached for 10 years. I, I did get my master's in educational administration back in 09, never used it. Um, I said, I, I want to keep coaching. I want to keep coaching. Like this is, you know, what I'm inspired to do, motivate, inspired to motivate. And I said, oh, as an administrator, I don't know if I, you know, I don't know if I want to make that transition because I'm afraid I'm not going to get to work with kids as much. Sure, sure. So I became a counselor. So yeah. 2017, instead of, instead of, you know, applying to assistant principalships in 2017, I, I became a counselor. Very, very, very cool. Interesting story, right? Yeah. I never even thought of education because my brother and sister were, were both teachers. And I said, there's no way I'm not going to work for that kind right. of pay. Right. But it, it, it has had its perks in everything that I've gotten back from just, you know, trying to be a blessing for those kids. Right. I've said this uh, on previous episodes. I, I quite honestly and very seriously chose education for the summers off. Um, I, and I completely mean wow. that. Um, I became, I found out I was going to be a dad at 22, very unexpectedly, uh, was not mm -hmm. living the life that I should have been living at all. Um, quickly realized that life was not all about me anymore. And at that time I was pretty lost. And so I wanted to find a career that I knew would be good for a dad. And my mom was an educator. And so I had very fond memories of education growing up in the school with my mom and that kind of stuff. And so um, I enrolled at a community college and the only mm -hmm. program they had was elementary ed. And wow. uh, as soon as I got into that first classroom, I was hooked. And, uh, but, but funny, funny story, you talk about law enforcement, I too, um, I actually tried to quit within twice within the first five or six years. Mm -hmm. I applied for um, a, our local police department, got through the first interview, but then I got full custody of my oldest daughter. And so I figured that was God's way of saying, pump the brakes, you know, mm -hmm. slow down, stay in education. And then I applied to the state police. And after I had put in all my stuff, my wife um, came up pregnant and she just said, you are not doing it because we are not moving across the state. Um, but I'm really glad I stayed in. Um, it, it's awesome though. It's awesome how education finds some of us and how education mm -hmm. um, changes our lives. Amen. And that, that it sure has for sure. And for sure. to see those kids that I taught way back when all grown up and, you know, with their careers and doing exactly what they said they were going to do. It just feels, you know, so inspiring because I didn't only teach and coach. I had my my youth impact group where youth were teaching youth on better decision making. And, you know, we advocated against drunk driving. We advocated against a lot of issues, you know, from back in the early, early 2000s. And and those were my kiddos. You know, I, I lived and breathed just, you know, trying to inspire them to be better at life life itself yeah. and I always taught life first above anything else Amen. and so to see them so successful now in their mid-20s it's just it's so beautiful to see so beautiful right. to see and that's when you realize like I, I made the right choice absolutely absolutely it's what I call those god winks um <clears throat> yep 
So I want to get into the our section that we call the two for two, because now I know uh, you a little bit more as an educator, but I want to know some outside of the education field. So I have purposefully chosen some questions that have nothing to do with education. Okay. All right. This Love is Love my it. way of modeling connections before content. Uh, just mm -hmm. that idea that you got to, you got to connect first. Um, and then you can, then you can go down the content route. Mm -hmm. So my first question for you is what are three words that best describe you? Outgoing, definitely. <laughs> Outgoing. Faithful. And I want to say it because it just means so much to me, but boundless. Yeah. And I have it on my arm. I have it tattooed on my arm. I love your tattoos. <laughs> boundless. I love it. Okay. Okay. My next question for you, what is your love language? My love language. Oh, have ever, man. Have you ever done that love language? I, I've study? done it. I've done it, but I don't know the name of it. It's, um, I, I, I feel the emotions. I'm very emotion in my relationships. Okay. Okay. Um, I've done the love language. Uh, tell me, guide me here if I can remember. Okay. Uh, words of, words of affirmation, mm -hmm. gifts, uh, acts of service. Um, I think it's touch. words, words of affirmation. That's yeah, that's, yeah. that's what I am as well. Mm -hmm. That's exactly words of affirmation. Yeah. 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 And it, and it's, I'll tell you, it's tough for somebody that has anxiety, especially when your words of affirmation and you, you know, you kind of thrive off of that stuff. Yes, for sure. Yes. Especially, you know, depression as well. Cause oh. I'm a, I'm a survivor of manic depression. I've, uh, and I'll always consider myself that a survivor yeah. of manic depression. So you always have to be conscious of don't get to that place ever again. I get it. No, I get yeah. it. I had, uh, 16 to 12, well, 16 to 22, 23. Yeah. Amen. Same here, Ryan. Amen. Same here. So my friend, what are your questions? So here's my questions because, um, you know, with everything you've, you've shared with me about, you know, you and, and being a dad, you remind me a lot of, you know, my brother, my, my brother raised me, um, since he was 16 so and cool. I was nine years old. Uh, we left my dad when he was 16 and he, he stepped it up. He stepped it up as a man and really, you know, raised the family and, and raised me. So he, he's a lot of the reason why I am who I am. Yeah. Um, so my question to you is to fathers out there that have kids like, like I was at the age of 16 that are trying to overcome depression. What would you say as a father? Wow. So, ooh. so I was 16 and I was highly depressed, um, mm -hmm. suicidal, um, trying to cover it up with any, any and every type of substance I could find. Um, I did not stay at home for the most part. Every weekend I was out of the house because I just needed to run. I just, I don't know what it was. I didn't feel like I ever fit in anywhere. I didn't ever feel like I was ever comfortable. So it was easier to just stay moving and you know oh man that is a tough one other than no okay okay yeah i think sometimes adults have a tendency to negate 
the feelings of our teenagers. And, and what I mean by that is I see it every day at the high school. Um, you know, we have these kids that come to us with these problems and, and to you and I as adults who have overcame some big, big deal issues, um, their problems can seem pretty insignificant. And I feel like sometimes we have a tendency to downplay mm -hmm. their problems. And we have to realize that their problems are their problems. And for them, it is everything at that moment. And so regardless, yes, yes. Their, their feelings are valid. Regardless of the smallest thing, mm -hmm. if, it's, if it's big to them, it needs to be big to us. So mm -hmm. don't negate, listen, 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 and don't always have to come up with a solution. Mm -hmm. Just be there. Yeah, just be just there. Just be there. That's a lot of what I teach when I when I talk to parents. I like to, you know, on my social media, just put out their one minute tidbits on, you know, inspiring parents to not give up and yeah. just pour love, pour love, pour love. No matter how bad I was that I was that 16 year old that was depressed. I was that 16 year old that was an alcoholic at the age of 16. I was angry and I said things that I cannot take back. Right. to my mom and to my brother and, and words that, you know, a kid should not call their parents. And, and yet they were always there no matter what. And they lifted me up every single moment I fell. So that's awesome. That's awesome to, to hear. I, I totally agree with you. I don't have kids of my own, but, but I can tell you that, you know, that's, that's what my brother did for me growing right. up. He was just there no matter right. what. Right. Uh, the next question, what, challenges do you see that are similar as an educator and as a parent what challenges during this these this pandemic so this might be big bigger than maybe what you wanted um but uh, maybe um, so I, and maybe this isn't the answer to the question, but, but I'm going to go anyway. Um, Hey, it's your podcast. You go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You well, go. Okay. Okay. So families are spending less and less time with their kids, um, than ever before. Um, especially in the economy that we're at both parents for the most part, if there are two parents have to both work. Um, and they honestly, kids spend a majority of their time at school and schools are having to take on a bigger and bigger role um, of raising our kids, not because of anybody's fault, but just because parents are having to work more and more. Um, I know in my own, my own family, I see my girls, you know, maybe an hour a night um, after dinner and after baths and after, you know, homework and all of that stuff. And so, um, it's, it's really challenging, but I think it's also inspiring to make sure that those times you are together with your people, uh, with your kids or with your students are very purposeful and very much driven. And this is a big, this might be a big answer, um, but in the classroom, it's got to be more about the content more than just the content. I mean, it's mm, got to be about yes. life. And with our kids, it's got to be more than just, you know, showing them how to do things, but it should be about life again. Um, 
So being very intentional with the time that we have with our kids um, to teaching those life lessons. And that's, that's what I love about having connected with you and so many educators out there that put life first, Yeah. because for all of my years in education, I've always said it, and it's been my philosophy of education, teaching life before content, yep. the content comes, they learn it yep. because they love learning from you because you've already taught them that life lesson. You've already connected with them. Oh, so that's snaps to that. I love it. I love that answer. <laughs> Love it. Well, I hope it's what you wanted. Yes, definitely. Okay, my friend. Now that I know a little bit more about you and uh, you know a little bit more about me and, you know, who we are as people, um, I am ready to dig into your big ed idea. So before we can get to the idea, though, we need to kind of kind of (laughs) crack the nut of what the problem is in education that you kind of hope, you know, that you kind of want to solve. So what is that idea or what is that problem? Excuse me. So I think, I think it's been present all along through education. And I don't know if you recall the days when there was a fine line between you're the teacher and they're the student. And there's a line you can't cross. You can't talk about your personal life. You can't talk about these issues and that issues, those issues. I never saw that line. That line was always very, you know, very, very thin for me because how else could I have made those connections with them? So for many, many years, since I started teaching in 2006, I, I always taught life first, like I told you, but I always wanted to make sure I was as transparent as I could be to help the kids build that self-love, that self-empowerment to make them more resilient in their near future. I I had already overcome obstacles. I had already gone through so much in my life. I was able to teach them, you know, don't do this, don't do that. You know, (laughs) everything that we did wrong as teens, we try to teach them what not to do. So I taught them life. And I think the pandemic got every, every educator, you know, we're now it fast forwarded education like 10 years. And Not a lot of school districts, schools, educators, teachers, administrators, I think, believed that it would happen that social emotional learning would grow, you know, the the idea of SEL would grow so much this year. It's always been that you have to take care of their hearts before you teach their minds. It's always been there. It's just nobody really paid attention to it. So the big problem for me is why don't we have the curriculum to teach self-love, self-empowerment. The curriculum needs to be there because if it's there and we're teaching it to them, long gone are going to be the days that, that, you know, these kids come to us, oh, I'm depressed. I don't know how to do this online thing. You know, I feel like nobody loves me. Well, but what about your self-love? Right. That's what needs to come first. And what this generation lacks, when I talk about this generation, I talk about obviously my teenagers, is that self-resiliency, that self-love, that self-empowerment, everything that starts with the word self. Yeah. And that's, that's, I think, Ryan, what, what the problem that I see in education is, is that we need to focus a little bit more, a lot more, and I think many educators out there will agree with me, on teaching that self-love whatever it is. And so many organizations out there are throwing out their curriculum on social emotional learning. They are. 
let's focus first on the self love and if you've seen if you've seen my uh, my social media you'll see that i i created a heart where in that heart are the five cell competencies uh, the castle competencies and in that heart at the very center is self-awareness because mm -hmm. if we can help our kids be aware of what it is that are their grows and their glows you know what do i have you know what's 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 great about my life but what areas do i need to improve it starts with there that's the core i think so that's that's the problem in education i think that you know we we can start to focus on and there will be less bullying less cyberbullying less depression issues suicidal thoughts suicides and uh, you know i i had a friend whose daughter killed herself a month ago 16 years old and she had so much love that surrounded her so much love so you you tend to wonder like how was she feeling inside how was that inner person feeling that made her think there was no way out sure. so i know that was a little bit more than you know no, a longer answer but but i had to get to the root of why i think it's a problem yeah, that no. if we don't have that curriculum in every day classroom even if it's just 15 minutes kid you not 15 minutes of one lesson that's going to build that that resiliency that self-love self-awareness self-management one thing at a time uh, but one 15 minute lesson a day is going to really build them up yeah no i i couldn't agree more i uh, thinking about that there's two points uh that i want to make about exactly what you said um you know, for people like you and me teaching self-love and teaching kind of that SEL stuff, um, I'll be honest, I don't really need a curriculum. Like I can just sit down and connect yep. with kids and, you Agreed. know, but we have to, we have to be aware that that's not everybody's strength. And so, yes, I do agree um, that having some type of curriculum um, in a school where you have shared vocabulary and shared strategies and that kind of stuff is super, super beneficial. Um, because I think you were kind of, you were hitting on this, but I am firmly convinced that we are in the midst of another pandemic, uh, of, of, uh, learned helplessness. And I think that definitely comes from kids, not believing in themselves. Um, you know, um, where I'm at in, in Kentucky and in the, the County I'm in generational poverty is just crazy high. And one of the things that we know about generational poverty is people just give up and it's a lack of self self love. I think that you're talking about. Um, so I think exactly what you were talking about is vastly, vastly needed in education. And to be 100% honest, like to me, if a school did nothing, if a school did not do anything with pedagogy, did not make any pedagogical, I don't even know if that's a word, didn't make any <laughs> changes to the pedagogy. Um, didn't change any of the math reading, none of that stuff, but all they did was focused on what you're talking about. I'm highly confident that the test scores and everything else would shoot through the roof. Yes. Um, so and let's get into I always that. shoot it out there before educating the minds, you, you must first educate the heart. Sure. And then, you know, there's quotes out there all the time about educating self love. Right. And and educating the heart and that that you know students will will listen to you if they know how much you care about them. Yep. So Amen. definitely right on point the way you put it. So let's uh, the test scores will come. Yep. 
They they absolutely will. They absolutely will. So okay. So how are we gonna do that? What's your idea? So educating uh, the students. Hold on. Pause. 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 Time out. No, you good? Pause it. Go ahead. Quick. I can take this out. Yeah, if we could take that that part out. Okay. Go ahead. So the idea itself. Let me let me make sure that I do this right. I just I want to make sure that I'm answering the right way. The idea itself is incorporating that curriculum, right? So now, which, what do you want me to add to that part? How so, do you do it? Yeah, yeah. So okay. how are we going to incorporate it? Okay, got it. Okay, perfect. Yeah, I can cut that out. That is no problem. Sorry about that, Ryan. Hey, no problem. The other I night- I just wanted we... to make sure. Because I get like super inspired and super into it. And I was like, okay, wait, hold on. I just oh, want to make sure that I'm answering it right. Okay. You're good. All right, so uh, Miss Laura, how are we going to, you know, what is your big eyed, big ed idea of how uh, we can kind of get that curriculum going into the schools? So as a counselor, you know, as a, as a high school counselor, we, we touch on, on these different topics uh, once, once a month at least, we try to have some sort of a presentation with students. Um, what we've seen, though, is that some students don't show because we don't have that teacher support. So what are we doing? What do we need to do first as administrators, as superintendents, associate soups? We need the buy in. You yeah. know, we need the buy in of of all teachers. I don't see any more proof of, of that buy in than this pandemic that has shown us that kids have become depressed because they have been spending too much time indoors. Right. They haven't gotten out. Um, they've been too much on social media where social media can tell them who or what they should be and whatnot, instead of, you know, looking at the social media, that's going to build them up and lift them up. So how do we get that buy-in? We get people like you and I that know how to teach that because we've made those connections first. And all of our years in education have been, um, uh, have been, um, connected to making those connections and building those relationships first above anything else. So we get people like you and I, like Ricky, like so many educators that you see out there to really get that buy-in from the people that are going to make the difference. I can tell you that if we don't have the buy-in, none of what I just mentioned is going to happen. Sure. But how do we get the buy-in? We talk to the teachers about everything that they need to do to take care of themselves. What's really neat about that the castle wheel that everyone knows, the, the collaborative for social emotional learning is that those five competencies, self-awareness, self-management, responsible decision-making, all of that can include activities for adults as well. So what are you doing educators to make sure that you're taking care of yourself? Because if you don't take care of yourself, how can you possibly take care of the kids? How can you possibly take care of your students? So in order to get that buy-in, we make it very relatable to the adults themselves. Ah, Once okay. we have that buy-in, we have that buy-in from the adults, of course, they're going to want to see it because they know the difference that it's going to make. And let's take the first five minutes of every class. All right, here's a quick, quick write. I, I took that from, from AVID, uh, the AVID program. It's a national program, Advancement via Individual Determination. And 
from the AVID program I took that word, the quick write. You write very quickly, five minute students and anything related to life. Whereas, you know, the quick write used to be about content learned from the previous day and now make it relatable to, to the students with quick writes and, and make that a school wide initiative where every classroom is writing about something related to life. You know, where where do you see yourself 10 years from now and how will you get there? What is it going to take to get there? Um, a quick write like, what do you hmm. think your generation lacks um, when it comes to self-love? Just incorporating those those quick writes. What are, you know, and doing it in, in professional development first and really getting that buy-in from the teachers to make sure, once you have the buy-in from the administrators, it's great. But then you have to work with the teachers. What if your teachers, you know, don't see a big need for it? Well, you show them, you know, what that, where that need is for teaching that self-love in the curriculum. You know, you show them with proof of statistics of the fact that, you know, suicide uh, attempts and suicide has risen over 100% since the pandemic started because our kids can't build that resiliency. But what about the adults? We teach them about their adult years as well and their adult peers that also have struggled with suicidal thoughts, with depression, with just not feeling like they're good enough. So it's really getting that buy-in first. And, and that's one thing that I can tell you that as a counselor right now, we, we get the buy-in from our teachers to teach those, those cur that curriculum, that SEL curriculum, because we talk to them about their mental health first and their, their emotional health first. Above anything else, we tell them, if you don't take care of yourself, you, you, you can't possibly take care of these kids. And then we get that buy-in from them. No, that makes perfect sense. Makes perfect sense. Um, you know, you model it for them. And once they feel, um, because you will, once they feel changed, um, once they feel better about it, once they kind of, they can see the value of it, then yeah, obviously they're going to pass it on to their students. Yep. Very cool. So other than quick writes, what other, do you have any other like specific things that that some of our listeners could do uh, within their classrooms um, in order to, you know, kind of push that self-love? So there's a really neat, I, I can sit here for hours, Ryan, and give you tons of strategies that I've used in the classroom when it comes to, to self-love. Give me three. Uh, there's a really, give you three. Yeah, there's another three. neat, there's another neat activity because too many times, too many times the kids have their own assumption about how kids feel about them based on a look on, on, you know, oh, they don't talk to me enough, especially now that we're, you know, doing um, a lot of virtual learning and a sure. lot of just meeting with each other um, over a, a camera and some kids don't even turn on their cameras, yeah. but doing a quick little activity where we pick one person, one, one kid in the room, and you pick that one kid in the room. If we were face-to-face, -face, it, it'd be a lot easier, but let me, let me try and give you the virtual version. The virtual version, if you're using some sort of a notepad while you're doing your Zoom conference, you put the kid's name. All right, y'all, let's, let's have one, one amazing adjective to describe the student and just one word to really build them up. And what you can do with this is they screen it and they keep it for themselves because this 
is now every single student in the classroom building that other student up and you do this for every student obviously but one at a time where now you have 20 different comments with just one word adjectives describing the good things about you know because uh, about the student because we don't want them to remember the negative we don't want them yeah. to think of the negatives we want them to think of the positive so that's Absolutely. that's one i'm going to give you like three or four here okay let's do um, it. another another awesome activity and i, I really challenge teachers to do this out there anyone that's listening to this i really challenge you all to do this i like to call it hashtag sel love that's my hashtag that i use a lot on twitter instagram facebook i i call it hashtag sel love social emotional love just pouring love 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 and what you do is you have the kids you know as an example you know, write maybe four negative thoughts that you had during the pandemic. Well, I don't think I'm good enough. I don't think that I can survive this. I don't think dot, 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 you know, whatever the four are. And then immediately right away, tell them, all right, cross those out. Now you're going to write five different positive self messages, five different positive self messages that are going to replace every single one of those. And every time that you doubt yourself, every time that you think you can't do it, every time that somebody tells you that you can't do it, you are going to say, yes, I am positive. Yes, I am loved. I am. And for me, very faithful. Like I told you earlier, I am a child of God. I know that I can do this. I know that I can finish it. And you immediately replace anytime a negative thought comes to them. This is me, the teacher talking. Anytime a negative thought comes to you guys, you're immediately going to replace it with a positive one, immediately replace it with a positive one. So that's, that's one thing that I've seen that that works, um, not only for kids, but for adults as well. Yeah. And you use that and you screenshot it on your phone, you put a sticky note by your bedside, you write with a dry erase on your mirror. And every morning you wake up and you look at those positive self messages, like we were talking about, you know, music earlier, music that pumps yeah. us up or things that we say in the mornings to pump us up, to build that immediate positivity that no matter what happens throughout the day, I'm going to remain positive. I'm going to make sure that I remain positive. Like so that. that's, that's one other one. Um, one other thing that I, I love doing, which is a little bit more fun. Like I said, I focus a lot on the word love, 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 love. There's actually an acronym that, that I used with the word love. Um, that acronym teachers, if you're listening to this out there, is, is learning, learning about your students. What is it that they like to do? What is it that they love to do? And then the O stands for overcoming. What can you do to teach them to overcome that no matter what comes at them, you're going to teach them to overcome that they know they need to know that life is going to come at them, whether they want it to or not. But what are we going to do to overcome that every time they fall, they're going to get right back up again. That's right. And then valuing, valuing, you said it earlier making sure you value their experiences, you value their thoughts, you value every little thing about them. And then last but not least, the E stands for encouraging. What are you going to do to continuously encourage them even when you feel discouraged, even when yeah. you're having a bad day? Yeah. How are that you going to encourage? Because I don't know about you, Ryan, but every time I get out there and I'm not, you know, I'm like, oh man, like I'm not having a good day because it happens. It happens, you know? immediately as soon as I make someone's date with a video with a quote with 
you know, some positive kind words, it immediately makes me feel better inside because I just made somebody's day. So it immediately makes my day. So using that word love, there's a really awesome little activity that they, they can do if they send their kids to breakout sessions. All right, guys, I want you to write as many songs as you can think of that have the word love in them, that have the word love in them. The kids have no idea why they're doing this, right? No idea. But you send them to breakout rooms, or if you're in person, you have them get in their groups. All right, you have 30 seconds, as many as you can. They don't, the title doesn't have to have the word love, but the song does. So give me one, give me one song that you know has the word love in it. Uh, isn't it What's Love Got to Do With It? Okay, What's Love Got to Do With It, right? So you write it down, da, 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 30 seconds. All right, minutes, all right, we're done, we're done, we're done. All right, time, time, time. And then you say, all right, this is the fun part of this activity. Here's what we're going to do. Every group is going to sing the part of that song that has the word love in it. Sweet. No, miss, I don't want to do that. No, Rizzo, I don't want to do that. It's so embarrassing. I was like, guys, it's just literally a few words. You can get your best singer, your worst singer. You can sing it together. And, and you just have fun with it. And they sing, you know, what's love got to do? You see how I can't sing? That's right. No, 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 well, no it wasn't enough, that bad. What's love? <laughs> and so you, you, um, you build that connection, even with something so minor as asking them to write songs that have the word love in it. So tons of activities, Ryan. I could sit here all day and all night because I have 20 years worth of this stuff that we've been doing. Um, with extreme youth leadership that I talked to you about in building that self-empowerment and, you know, fun activities, activities that they can learn from, just all sorts of different strategies that you can use that don't take a teacher more than five minutes to do. Spend the first five minutes of class doing this. Which is super, super, super awesome for teachers because um, I still remember I know what it felt like to be in the classroom and you got literally like 25 standards you're supposed to cover in that week. And how in God's name am I going to devote any time? But what, what you said, I think is super powerful uh, for those folks out there. If you just spend as little as five minutes a day, um, you can dramatically change these kids' lives. Um, I'm going to be honest. I think this is a really good time for us to segue into um, how folks can get a hold of you. Um, because you've kind of, well, you've literally dropped quite a few nuggets of awesomeness with us. And so I hope um, so. I hope so. No, you, you, know, you totally did. Um, and it's very tangible things that we can take away from this episode and we can immediately use tomorrow in our classroom. Yes. Um, but for everybody that's out there in uh, the edusphere that is listening, how can they get a hold of you? Um, and maybe connect with you, um, maybe pick your brain for some more of these. Um, maybe I think hire you possibly to come into their school and talk about some of this awesome. stuff too. So, um, yeah, let us know how we can connect with you. So my social media for Instagram and Twitter is, are both Laura M R I Z O 14. For those of you that are not sure that are, <laughs> that are not Mexican like me that don't know how to spell Laura, it's L A U R A. Sometimes I get it. I get it a lot, Ryan, where they're like, uh, how do you spell that? <laughs> I was like, oh, L-A-U-R-A. It's Laura. Yeah. It's Laura in English. You know? Yeah, right. Or, or sometimes, you know, I say, pronounce it in Spanish. I don't know how to pronounce it. Just pretend that you're saying Laura. You Laura. know, so it's Laura. Yeah. 
So Laura M R I Z O 14 on Instagram, on Twitter. I also have my speaker profile on Instagram, guys. And that one is um, Rizzo Speaks Love. It, it's Rizzo 1Z. Rizzo Speaks Love. And a lot of what I do on as a part-time speaker is, is I, you know, I put my content out there, teachers, educators, principals of everything that I do with groups, because I not only present obviously to students, but I present to teachers, professional development on these kinds of strategies from being in the classroom and from working with youth over 20 years. You know, I, I have tons of content that I can share with them. But I also love doing parent sessions, parent sessions on connecting with their children. And a lot of this stuff I can relate to parents. So I have some content out there on my Rizzo Speaks Love and on my personal Instagram um, with that. And then on Facebook, I'm under Laura M. Rizzo. And then I have my speaker account. So y'all can connect with me that way. I have a website as well, lauraimrizzo.life. Um, dot life is, you know, I really had to, to name it that because I really feel like more than anything, that's what I teach life. Yeah. I am a student of life. I am a teacher of life. That's exactly right. Thank you. Thank you so much for asking that, Ryan. I love yeah. it. Yeah. And so um, if you are listening um, to this amazing episode, I've got to say it is, it's absolutely amazing. And so uh, it's really cool that this is episode number 25 um, and it's really powerful. Um, so if you are listening and any of this stuff that we've listened, we've talking, talked about um, really hits, hits you. Um, please connect to uh, Miss Laura um, this evening or tomorrow <laughs> or whenever you hear you this. Just call me Rizzo. Yeah, just listen, re reach out to Rizzo. Um, I know that, you know, she would be more than happy to help out any way she could. And so, Thank you um, so much for that, Ryan. Yeah, no problem. So I'm going to go ahead and take us out. Um, it has been very fun very um you know i love doing this because i get to meet just some amazing people out there um it really makes my day 10 times better when i can meet people that are um kind of like me crazy enough to think that we can change the mm -hmm. world um Amen. it's it's great to connect with other people like like you um it's been really cool tonight picking your brain about sel and about self self-love and um it's wonderful knowing that you have a similar background similar life story um and those kids out there in the el paso area literally are super blessed to have you in their lives thanks thanks thank you ryan that means a lot and your kentucky folks too same thing thank you same here thank you so uh, i'm gonna end this like i have been doing recently so I'm a firm believer that, look, the world does not change unless someone dreams it up first. And so tonight's quote is all about dreaming. No matter where you are from, your dreams are valid. And so with that, to my friends out there in the Edgesphere, um, thank you so much for joining us this evening on the Big Ed Idea podcast. I will see you next time.